You're listening to the Music Manumet podcast for December 31st, 2017. Learn more at musicmanumet.com. Hi, and welcome to another Music Manumet. I'm Tom, and on today's show, we actually have a quick last-minute fill-in guest, and it was very nice of her to do so. Um, we were going to try and get her in February, but we were booked up. Uh, it's Emily Richards from ccmixter.org. That is the site that we talk about all the time where people upload their stuff and remix their uh, things and other people's things. And I'm doing such a great job of explaining it right now. But they also have dig.ccmixter.org, which if you've ever been to the Free Music Archive or if you've been to Jumendo, it is the site where you can search for music and use it in videos and publications and other things and what have you. So we talk a bit about how that came up, where it's going, and all that kind of good stuff. Here's my interview with Emily Richards starting right now. Uh, we wow. have, we've had you on the show back in 2014. Wow. Yeah, you had just, you had just uh, moved on or just uh, started at CC Mixter when that happened. You were just doing some stuff for them, just beginning. And you were actually, when I spoke to you, you were actually at some, or you were in the lobby at an awards show where you and your right. husband were going, yeah, you were like talking to me from the lobby. Yeah, they actually set me up in the boardroom. Okay. Right, at the, the Bel Air Country Club or something like that. Yep, the, the Bel Air Bay Country Club. I'm looking at the notes. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a trip. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, I mean, I've been with CC Mixter since we took over in 2009. Okay. So I can't remember, but we were starting something new then. Oh, gosh, I wish I remembered. Well, you guys were, uh, around that time, you were trying to start the revamp of the dig.cc uh, mixer. Right. That's right. Yes. And we have completed that. It's, Thank goodness. It, <laughs> it's in, only been three years now. No, we finished it quite a while ago. Yeah. Well, you've, now there are a couple of different iterations of it. So when you guys first started doing it, um, I remember because I was actually going to help. Uh, doing web development for it. That's right. And there was already somebody else working on it. And then you were just like, oh, I spoke too soon. These people are already working on it. And they. Well, you know, that's interesting that our paths would cross again because we are looking for someone now again. Yeah. So we should talk. Yeah, maybe. I'm not really into web development anymore. <laughs> You're having great success with the show. You guys are booked all the way through May, huh? Yes. Well, that's just uh, Doug's uh, Doug's due diligence. Um, he's very he's very thorough. He's he's good at planning ahead. He likes to think in the future. He'll ask people to come on the show, and then he'll be like, "Great, we have an opening in like eight months," and it's like. They'll be like, why are you asking me eight months ahead of time? It's like, because we're booked till then. So he's really good at uh, being the producer and and uh, working in the background like that. So he's... <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes, but still, it's a show where we talk to uh, mainly musicians. So a right. lot of that, like today, because you were a last minute uh, fill-in, because uh, musicians sometimes will just say they can't do it, or you never hear from them again, which has happened quite often in the past month, actually. Uh, well, I'm a musician too, so. No, I know. That's what I mean. So you you filled in. They're not all like that. I'm just saying musicians do have a tendency to, you know, uh, I, I know yeah, I'm I don't flaky. Know. I don't know 
any musicians like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call sarcasm, kids. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, so the CC Mixter. So what's been going on with that? So there is a revamp. I remember when, now, when I did look at it and you guys were originally working on it, and I don't know how much you know about the web development, but you guys were originally building it, going to be building it in uh, Ember, and now it's right. on React, um, yeah, right. which, which is what all the kids love because of the Facebooks. Um, yep. so. We started, we actually did do it in Ember and then we redid it in React. Right. And that's what I wanted to ask about because there, there, there definitely was two iterations then, or did you guys just go, this isn't working, there are better things on the other version? Yeah. Like how did that come about? We had you know, invested significant time in Ember and then just realized it wasn't going to interface with everything that we wanted mm -hmm. in the way we wanted. So uh, Victor Stone basically learned React and, and then built it on that. And so we have sort of, um, we have a couple of beta subdomains that we've launched mm -hmm. since I spoke to you. So we had dig.ccmixter.org, which is the the website, the destination where other creators go to find music. So video makers, podcasters, um, and now we're attracting all sorts of new types of interest, which is great. Like a, a company from China contacted us the other day. They want to include our music in 50,000 locations or something. Um, so dig.ccmixter.org, that's the location for other creators seeking music. Mm -hmm. And then we have... Um, our beta site, so we have playlists and um, stems and pels, all .ccmixer.org. So um, if you just go to ccmixer.org, you'll see across the top. Uh, unfortunately, I guess you have to first get through through the, the login and get started. I was going to ask about that, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I want to change that. Okay. But you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we're in an a pretty open source community. So um, just because I'm the CEO doesn't mean I make all the, you know, we, we run like a democracy, which I like. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's great. Um, so our developers really felt strongly about that. So, um, but once you get past that initial login page, or if you scroll down to, you know, start listening, um, then we have other subdomains where you can check out our, just stems okay. and just pels and just playlists. And so that's really more for our community or for the remixers themselves. And Pels so, is just vocals, right? Just vocals, spoken word, and some poetry, prose, and and acapellas, uh, you know, original songs. Okay. Um, and, well, the, and so how do you get the music for the dig part, the actual sampling or the, the sample slash, you know, library site? So we'll dig it. We basically use our own API. Mm -hmm. And so all of our sites are built using our own API, actually. So CC, um, CC Mixture has, you know, two APIs, a query API and a sample API. Mm -hmm. And so it's uh, basically we're querying our own database. And it's populated. So dig.ccmixture.org basically doesn't include individual acapellas. It's mainly just remixes. So dig is just remixes, finished tracks. And we call them remixes, but really that word, it kind of doesn't apply. We're really, they're fully produced tracks. Okay. It's 
not a remix in like a um, there's it's not in a DJ with vinyl, you know, spinning a track and just moving some EQs around or um, you know, it's it's really pro producers come to the site, they find samples, they find original vocals, and then they produce something completely original using our samples, using our vocals, and then you know, a lot of the producers end up using their own whether they're tracking themselves or using VSTs or other sample libraries. And so on dig are those finished products. And we just actually speaking of finished products of so this year, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we released three holiday albums Oh, from producers from CC mixture. And it's really, you know, I mean, I'm sure people are sick of holiday music by now, but <laughs> for next year, it's pretty unique, kind of fresh alternative holiday music that, you know, I don't know about you, but you get kind of sick of hearing the same old, same old. Yeah. Time. Well, and the other thing, and uh, it's, it's hard, especially if you're making it like I get that you're saying after the fact, people might be sick of it already, but the strangest thing is if you've ever made it and I've only done it one time, but when you make it and produce it to put out for the holidays, you do it like at the end of summer or in October or something. And it's the strangest thing. And you get it because you, you don't just go, oh, we'll record it in December and release it in December. That's not how that works. You know, so that's exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever have you. I mean, I know you know the concept of it, but have you ever tried to put out a, a holiday a album or anything like that or song or. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what we just did. So no, we, no, I mean, you personally. Oh yeah, so one of the albums is mine, actually. Okay, so, that's that's what I was wondering. Okay, great. <laughs> and then, um, so our team. So I have a couple of other members on the team that we're really focused on curation right now, which Dig facilitates. It helps us curate and package and help people because we have so many tracks. And like, mm -hmm. how do people find the music on CC Mixer? And some people, you know, go to Dig because they're looking for something very specific. But what we've been focusing on is packaging it in ways for listeners to find it. So that's what we focused on with these holiday albums. And you're right, we started doing the curating in like July. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so Kara Square and Spinning Merkaba helped with the curations. We each did a curation, there were three. So Kara did kind of a, a the darker side of Christmas, like okay. I'm gonna pop your blow up Santa. And uh, Spinning Merkaba did more of a, we wish you a Merry Christmas with a twist, kind of like, you know, a Grateful Dead version of that. And then uh, I did one with all the people that have remixed my vocals. Okay. And so much more like winter focus than I'd say Christmas. So the, the three of us have been working on this. And then Zepp Herme, he's one of our great producers. He mastered all three collections for us. Okay. And so we've been listening to Christmas music since the summer. Right. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you're right. It's very interesting. But, uh, it's the only holiday we have where all the major radio stations completely change their playlists mm -hmm. for, you know, six weeks and just listen to Christmas music. So it's, it's kind of an anomaly in the music world. Yeah. And, and I wanted you to uh, just talk about the dig thing because it had started back then, but it wasn't as integrated into the site. And now you can actually access it from the site, or at least when I talked back to you in 2014, if I remember correctly, because it was still kind of a, it was still kind of a concept. It was already there, but it wasn't necessarily promoted. Um, right. And now when you go there, the reason I ask is I, we send a lot of people to the site. People will go 
Um, well, yeah. And we'll have people on all the time and they're like, Oh, I wish there was a place where I could, uh, ask people to remix my stuff and I could look for things. And we're like, well, there is a place. So we tell people all the time, but I also, when you go there, I know it's kind of like you sign in, but then the difference between what's, what's the dig side of it. What's the, the, just the CC mixer side of it. When you see those options, it's, it's kind of like, well, which one do I go to? And, And so I kind of wanted to say, why the dig one is there and you're saying so that one is the people that actually participate on cc if i'm correct uh ccmixter.org the end results of what they do is what gets put on dig and are they cured yeah, okay yeah i think that's a great assessment they're finished finished fully produced tracks on okay. dig and and that's where the video makers go and and gamers and podcasters and people that need something for a YouTube video mm-hmm. or, um, you know, commercial, a fundraiser, their Indiegogo campaigns, et cetera. You know, there's multiple uses, but people that need a fully produced track that they don't want to have to deal with the royalties mm-hmm. and they can use them freely for non-commercial purposes with attribution. And, um, unless it's CC by then they can use it freely for commercial purposes with attribution, but attribution is currency. So attribution is, you know, the key is the cornerstone of why our music can be used freely. Okay. And, um, then we have the CC plus licenses, which I can't remember if we had really launched that. So we launched a CC plus portal where, because a lot of people wanted to use CC by NC tracks for commercial purposes. And so we have a, a portal where from dig, you can click on, I want to buy a license so you can buy a commercial license wow. and it's a one-time fee. No royalties, just pay one time, depending on what your use is. We have four different categories and, and that has really been growing for us. And a lot of people have been buying those licenses, which is, which is great. You know, that, we all wondered, can you actually make money using a CC license platform? And because we've given so much of our music away freely, mm-hmm. that has been a marketing tool for us. And now it's driving just, you know, we're not really doing any advertising or any promoting. It's just people want to be able to use the music they've heard freely and, you know, like on a YouTube video or something for a more, you know, more official commercial endeavor. And, and so we've launched that as well. Well, and that's, uh, so you're saying that this CC plus license is kind of like what we've, what we've always told people on the show when, uh, when we talk about the licenses, I, I always explain that I have to say, it doesn't mean that it's just the thing you give away for free. You know, it's, you you can actually charge money for it. And if you even do the non-commercial and no matter what license you do, anybody can just contact you and go, we'd like to use this and you can work something out. It doesn't mean like, absolutely not. Like it's the opposite of that. That's the point of it. Not being strict copyright is that it's got its own different values. But what you're saying is you're taking the uh, effort, the you're, you're the in-between. So when people want to use a non-commercial, they can just click on there and go, well, I want to pay for this one. Can't you just contact this person for me? and take care of all that and you have set up licenses and then you deal with the artist or is that is that what yeah, that so is we have, so uh, if you go to dig.ccmixtra.org yep and under the featured little arrow mm-hmm. you'll see royalty free licensed music and if you click on that these are all the tracks 
that we have an automated licensing platform that are available that you could buy a license for if you want to use it for a commercial purpose. So if you click on any track, um, when you click the the little download cloud button, you can see it'll let you download it or you can buy a license to remove certain restrictions. Okay. So if you, let's say some people, and we have people that want to use our music in a store. Well, they can't have attribution going in the background music for a pet store, let's say. Mm-hmm. So they buy a license and then they don't have to, to, you know, that releases the restriction of the attribution. And and we have a whole automated licensing platform that they choose. Are they a commercial entity? Are they a nonprofit? Are they just a hobbyist? Um, and they, you know, buy the appropriate license. And then we've built an engine um, for our artists where we split the revenues between mm-hmm. evenly between every artist in the remix tree. All right. That was going to yeah. be my next question is how you take care of that. And so you split it with the artist. Um, it was funny while you were doing that, I was literally on the site and you were talking about it and it was like you were narrating what I was doing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like you were like, if you cool. click on the featured thing and then click the royalty free and I'm like, I'm doing that. Um, it's okay. So this is coming back uh, sort of you may have been talking that you were in the process of this because when, well, because when you click on it and I see the, the buy license and then I saw the logo for tune track and I was like, wait a minute. And then I clicked on it and it's like, oh, that's right. You were in the process of kind of melding the two. Right. Uh, Tune track. And I remember when we first talked about it, I was very confused what the difference was because they were two separate sites. And I'm like, how are they going to work together? And and, and people are still confused, but CC, you know, because we acquired CC Mixer from Creative Commons, the nonprofit, and we're bound by certain restrictions in that agreement that we can't charge people any money on Mm ccmixer.org at all. We can't make money on it, period. We can't make money on ccmixer.org. So one of the things that they say we can do we can promote a cc plus license but we have to send it to a different url and so that's why we came up with tune track is the the commercial if you think of it like um a music studio you know in the studio cc mixture is the music studio yeah and tune track is like the the music store (laughs) okay so you know that's where you you can support individual artists like becoming a supporting member for a different artist. We have curations for several different artists on CC Mixter there. So that's where we promote their albums. We sell the licenses and you can support CC Mixter as a supporting member. So that's kind of the newer part of what we're trying to do. And how do we, you know, how do it's a question. And I, how does someone who makes their music available largely for free, how do they support themselves? And it's an exciting time for us because I think CC Mixer started out really as a group of us. We were just a bunch of hobbyists. Mm-hmm. We we're just making music together and loving the global connection and the amazing opportunity to, hey, I'm creating a track right now with somebody in Belgium who I have never met and never talked to. And, it's, and we created something pretty amazing. And that in itself was such a great reward. But now... So many people, our music is used, CC Mixer's music is used in more than 2 million YouTube videos. And Mm. so a lot of people are now monetizing the music that we're making for free. And so that's creating like a different demand in our community. We went from just being a group of 
buddy is kind of jamming and you know you could take the virtual jam to it's getting more serious now yeah and so thus the curations and thus now these licenses and we have a patreon account and and so we're growing up, I guess you could say. Yeah. How's the Patreon account working? I, I'm always I'm always fascinated by that one because it's it it well I mean because it can go either way, which you know so is life. But you know so for some people it works for them and some people it doesn't. Some people just give it a try. And uh, how's it working out for you guys? You know, it's been it's been great. Yeah. It continues to grow every month, and we have a pretty good amount of support coming from there. It's covering half the server bill right now oh really yeah so that's um, pretty great that's nice that's good and we're always encouraging people to to give and somebody new jumps on board you know at least a couple people every month mm -hmm. and we you know haven't done a lot of promoting so i think that demonstrates people's value for the community and one thing i found is as i just got a message actually from a guy yesterday who you know a couple days ago he basically curates playlists and then he sells those or sells his service to other people and there he's using all CC by tracks mm -hmm. and they all attribute and they have a great attribution system, which is really appreciated. And he just in good faith became a Patreon member. Oh. And I think we're seeing more of that. Hey, we're using a lot of your music for free. We're actually using your music for free and it's, it's, we're building a business on it. So we're going to give you a contribution. Yeah. Th and that's great. Appreciated by us. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that do that. I know. Um, and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. I know other people have been upset that people have released uh, albums like mix albums on iTunes mm -hmm. using that type of stuff. Me personally, I could care less. I mean, it's the point of it. You know, it's like, hey, if they're going to make a couple bucks, whatever. Right. Um, but, but I know some people get really upset about that. And it's, it's interesting that this person decided to give back. But um, yeah. I don't know. Do you do you find a lot of that? Do you find a lot of people taking the yes. stuff and selling it? And what do you guys do about that? Anything? So if they're complying with the CC license, then great. You know, then that, yeah. that's what it was designed for. A lot of our artists, because like, like I mentioned, the game has changed a little bit over the last few years mm -hmm. because so many people are building commercial enterprise, even if maybe some of them aren't so lucrative but some are doing pretty well yeah. um and so artists you know i get regular emails from people in the community hey this album's they're selling our stuff and what's frustrating is and, and unfortunate is a lot of those albums that are found not only are lacking attribution like they don't have any attribution at all but they'll actually have fake names pretending it's oh, someone else. that i haven't so, seen like, and, and that's been happening a lot and that's discouraging um, and it's hard to keep up with because oh yeah we, you know <laughs> we had this hey we put our music out there and it's we have black you know we have lossless files and um, and so you know I think our system was built on a hey an honor code that I think is strong amongst the open source community amongst developers you know, people who understand how important it is I contributed this code or I contributed this stem. And so we have a mutual respect to attribute one another. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's permeated so far out beyond that circle that that same level of respect isn't there. And so we're really working on um, in our YouTube presence, which is growing rapidly to encourage a culture of attribution. And 
so we have a team that's like, you know, we get notices all the time of where our music is. And yeah. so we'll just leave a comment. Hey, will you please add attribution? Um, and, you know, cause part of it is people don't necessarily, it's still a pretty small portion of people that know what a creative commons license is. Yeah. There, I think in the, in the music industry, I don't know what you, what's your experience with that? Uh, well, and that's true. People do. Well, they understand it to a point. They hear the word free and then they stop listening. So that's, yeah. that's not, you know, and, and it goes one of two ways. They go, this can't be true. And then they contact you. Like I'll get emails all the time going, can we use this? And I'm like, are you going to just attribute it to us or put our name in it? And they're like, yeah, totally. And I'm like, well, then you're fine. You know, that's, right. they don't get it. But then other times, and this is the part I hate um, going to the compilation sort of thing. Um, well, one backstory. So I experimented with a while because you were uh, for a while with uh, the concept of using the system to take care of it for me. So right. I, I would, you're like, you can't be everywhere at once. And the reason I did it was, and people who listen to the show may have heard this story before, but somebody was going around claiming that they own the rights to our yep. songs and telling other people they were going to, you know, cease and desist. Yeah. And it's like, okay, first of all, I've, you know, seen how much money you make on YouTube videos, especially for the ones that I've been seeing. And it's like, you know, hundred views, really, you're going to tell them to take it down. You're not going to get none. Right. Anyway. So what I did is I actually did the content ID thing on YouTube. And then I basically just put up a thing saying, um, if you want to use it under attribution, just let me know and I'll whitelist it and yep. you'll be able to monetize on it, right? Yep. So did that for a while, became a huge pain, but I still did it anyway. Then the other problem is, and this is the part I don't like about stuff being used for free and people not understanding the license, and also the fact that sometimes people can just be a little jerky, all right? So there'll be people out there making video game things, and they'll all of a sudden you, so I have an alert out there too, too, and you'll have like somebody ranting about your band and you're like, what the heck? So you go look and they're like, their stuff is supposed to be free to use and I'm getting a copyright claim and I'm not going to support them anymore. And how am I supposed to make any money if I can't put up videos without using music in the background? It's like, all right, first of all, if you read the license, it says contact us if you want to use it for commercial purposes, right? you know, basic knowledge. So clearly you didn't read it. And second, why wouldn't you contact the band and go, Hey, this is supposed to be free. Why isn't it? Even if right. it's not the license, don't, don't just yell. And also it's because you're saying, why can't I use your music for free that I've never talked to you before about ever in your entire life to make money? Because that's how I want to make money. Now you can do that. I'm fine with that. Don't be a jerk about it. I get so many angry emails from people saying you're saying stuff like that and like going, how am I supposed to make any money using your music? And it's like, do you hear yourself right now that you, you're <laughs> mad at me because you're having a difficult time making money off of my music that I'm letting you use for free. Right. <laughs> and again, I'm fine with that. I just, I hate it when people yell at me about it. Like, like I'm wrong and they're so mad at me about it. Like I just, you know, like they just want a car and I said, but you can't have it. I decided no, I, I don't know. Anyway, that's a horrible example of, of, or a horrible, horrible uh, metaphor, but you get what I'm saying. Like sometimes Absolutely. it's, it's like, I don't know. There's the internet, internet's too big. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. no, but this, this happened just recently. It's a guy that does a video game thing. And then finally I was just like, I contacted him and I'm like, dude, you can use it. I'll whitelist it for you. 
just had to contact me and he's like, oh, and you know, didn't take down any of the stuff that he said, of course, but he was just like, yeah, that would be cool if you could do that. I'm like, okay. And then I even was just like, you should come on the show and I want to ask you about what you know about Creative Commons licenses, because I'd love to know from a video game developer's perspective what you know. He never came on. I never heard from him again. I white listed the video and then I just turned it off. I got so sick of dealing with that kind of stuff. So now it's just like hopefully nobody's going out there trying to do takedown notices again. It's been a few right. years. So hopefully that whoever was doing that is done. But still, but that's that was one of that's why we've had to get in basically, you know, put our music into that same system because not because we wanted to go and claim the videos, but because other people were claiming to own right. our music. Yeah. And and that was the biggest problem is, and we were getting so many complaints like, Hey, I got a takedown notice and this is your song. And we go in and it'd be some label or, you know, some person we'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. And, and so content ID is kind of the new wild west, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, because what's happened, you know, people, you know, the, the original copyright infringement back in the day when, uh, you know, oh, people are downloading tracks for free. Yeah. Well, now it's people are claiming to own your track. Mm -hmm. And, and that's sort of, I think our new obstacle that we're working on. And, um, there is a, a, a in uh, YouTube's API, you can actually put in a query. So anytime we can go through and see anyone who has put ccmixter.org, you know, like we can find out anyone who's given us attribution and, and auto release them. Mm -hmm. So we have, we don't ever have a problem. So as long as somebody's attributing there, we're not going to, um, you know, their videos aren't going to be claimed by us. Okay. So you, yeah. And I've always just done it through searches. So you're saying you're actually doing it through their CMS. So we have a, sp a specific company that we found that was willing to help us do that because of the complexity of, yes, it's not a normal, it's not like a normal record label where they just go claim everything. And, and right. you, know, you know, we, we don't want to do that. We, the only re we, we needed that mechanism to be able to claim something that was being improperly claimed by someone else. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, Hey, if you don't claim it, if you don't claim your own music, someone else will. And that was creating a lot of problems for our users getting, you know, improper takedowns. And so it was, you know, we're pretty outside the box. We're not a normal content ID user. Okay. So we found a company, um, they're local here in LA. I actually happened to have worked with a guy at Price Waterhouse 10 hmm. years ago. And so we have really created something, crafted something very specific for our user scenario oh. and it's been very successful so far. That's cool. And that uh, we haven't, we haven't been getting mean emails because we don't claim anything that the people where people are using the license properly. All right. And it, just out of curiosity. So I know that there's an audio search and use function in YouTube. And I feel like I know the answer because it's, it seems obvious, but why, why don't you guys just use that and load things into that instead of creating uh, a site for it as far as i'm not sure uh, the instead of having dig.ccmixter.org oh. why wouldn't you just put it into the because youtube has uh if you go into the creator right. studio they actually have an audio yeah. search to use uh free Our music used to be in that but they wouldn't include attribution okay that's what i was wondering and we had a lot of discussions with google about it and uh, you know they just wouldn't do it Huh. 
they would not include attribution. I'm like, it would be so easy. Yeah. It's like one line. <laughs> it's one line of code. And they just, they just did not want to do it. I wonder if it has something to do with the fact too, to that, that they, too. Whoop, all of a sudden I just echoed back. <laughs> I'm hearing me from your computer. That's weird. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's really weird. So it's, I'm kind of freaking out. Um, so, <laughs> I guess what I was wondering was uh, if oh, now I'd lost my train of thought. Oh, I know what it was. So the uh, YouTube uh, only uses one license. I wonder if it has something to do with that because it's too difficult for them to like create more than one. We didn't even ask for that, you know, we because we the only music that we gave them in there. Why can't I think of the name of it? It's Audio Swap, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think it was, and they might have changed it, but originally it was Audio Swap. And we gave them our whole CC BY library, and it was all in there. Huh. And so it was only CC BY, so they didn't have to worry about any other license type. And okay. the only thing that we asked for was just when you when somebody can go in and swap out like a, a major label track that's been claimed and they want to use ours, just add the attribution. Um, and for years, people have been using those. Those I think we finally pulled it from that library in maybe 2015. So oh, CC Mix Music ago, wow. was in the audio swap library for like eight years or something without, and it just attribution never got added and our artists were complaining about it. Hmm. And so we had to respond because the community, you know, we just reached this tipping point where it, first I remember like in 2013, when I was first looking at YouTube and CC Mixture Music, we were in, I think, 6,000 videos, and now it's 2 million. So from hmm. 6,000 videos in 2013 to 2 million in 2017, you know, it's so like a different world. Yeah. Game. And so the artist didn't really care when it was just a couple thousand, but, you know, we have one song. It's called um, Drops of H2O by Jay Lang, and that track alone is in like 800,000 videos. I mean, it's just... That's a it's few. crazy. And it was in, it was an audio swap and he, you know, the, the three artists that are in that were just, they were bumming and they're like, look, you know, that doesn't comply with the CC license. That means technically Google isn't complying with CC license. And so we were like, yeah, we got to pull it, which yeah. is a bummer. Yeah. And I, even though they have it added, I feel like they don't have uh, CC in mind. They just got rid of the whole video CC search. Yeah, um, they yeah. don't. They've actually um, banned tracks with CC licenses from Content ID. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. There's a. It, it's an interesting time. I think we're going through growing pains with CC licenses because the world's different. If you think about five years ago, even a major, if a track was in somebody's hobbyist video they would just take it down or you'd have no choice but just swap the audio out yeah whereas now they just monetize it and the majors keep the money and so it's 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 a changing landscape and it's it's going to be interesting how it affects all of us mm -hmm. i feel like you know we're doing our best to navigate that and we're just trying to be like hey if people want to use our music and video so earlier this year we had to dig the soundtrack remix event we're like, we're going to just make music that people can use in their YouTube videos. If that's where the demand is, then let's follow it. We've always tried to be, and I know you, you are too, right? You know, like instead of locking things down, let's, if 
this is if this is what people want, then let's make it more readily available for them and make it easier for them. And that's part of the reason we did the CC plus licensing engine as well. So if people want to monetize their video, all they have to do is they buy a one-time license and then they can monetize their video mm-hmm. and we don't bother them. Hmm. But it's, it's interesting time. You know? Yeah, no, totally. And you also had mentioned in an email that you guys have a big remix event coming up in January or February. Did you want to tell us a little yeah, something about I that? I wish I could talk about it. I hope that somebody cancels so I can come back on because <laughs> right now we really kind of have to be. All right. You know, you can't. Well, that's why I wanted to mention it because I know. Yeah. Before Christmas Day. I wanted to mention before or just in case you could talk about it because I know that we were saying that we might not be able to fit you in around that time period because we're booked up. Okay. So. Well, let's just say a few years ago we had. When was it? We had a really great remix event called Freedom to Share, which was all about, uh, yeah, it was, remember ASCAP got like all crazy about saying that CC uh, licenses and CC Mixture was making the music dry up. Okay. They actually said that. Wow. You know, just, and I, you know, I happen to be a member of ASCAP still because they won't let me out of my membership, but, um, which is a whole other story. All right. But. You know, just so we created this remix event to try to help explain to them what, why we do what we do. Why do we share our music freely? Why do we want a culture of, of openness and a culture of sharing? And so um, our event, Freedom to Share, was educational. It was a little bit sort of um, rebellious and, you know, just freedom, kind of you live free or die sort of thing. Um, and so something along those lines is going to be coming up in January. All right. Is always, you know, the, our community always gets really riled up by things like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then so what, what about you? What are you doing musically these days? So, uh, well, I just released the holiday album, Snowflake yep. and CC Mixter. And right. But beyond that, beyond the Christmas stuff, beyond that, um, so I created this uh, Madam Snowflake. So I, I added the Madam in front of the name. Why? Yeah, I was getting people. There's, it's Snowflake is kind of a generic name, you know. Okay, all right. I guess that makes and, sense. And uh, so, you know, my advisors uh, were basically like, you need to add some sort of like to make it a little bit more specific or unique. Okay. So I did my first music video this year. And Madam Snowflake, which was in the snow, and it was crazy. We filmed it for like five days in a blizzard, and I was wearing like a black evening gown in twenty degree weather and like thirty minus thirty wind chill factor. And I was like climbing up this mountain, and we kept having to do it over and over again. And I was so dumb; I didn't have you know no gloves or boots or. By the time we were done, like the third day, I, I, I couldn't feel my hands for like three hours. <laughs> All for the sake of art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was a cool experience. So, um, you know, I'm so busy with CC Mixer all the time, but I really, this year, I'm working with a producer, Nico5. He's in Vancouver. Okay. And he was just in LA, and I'm going to be putting out an album with him. Oh, cool. By the end of the year. Wow. Are you Are currently we, working on it, or you're going to be working on it? No, we're working on it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you so never know how long it takes. 
Pardon? You never know how long it's going to take. So sometimes people do it within a month. Sometimes people do it over a long period of time. You never know. So I was curious. Well, I'm if giving myself a year and I'm hoping that's adequate. Well, in, next year we'll find out. We'll see how far I've come. Exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the, it's a nice aspiration. Right. There we go with the concept of what it's like to work with musicians again. This is when it's going to come up. My son just started a band recently and it became a running joke that they every show that they played, like we saw them play several times over the summer. And they'd always be like, in our new album that's going to be coming out, or we're going to be going into the studio next week. And every time they played a show, they'd say that because they were expecting to go in. And it was like three months in. And it's like, you, you guys yeah. are just never going to go into the studio. You're never going to record an album ever in your life. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what I mean. Uh, I mean, I am definitely guilty of that, no yeah. doubt. And um, I'm just hoping that, you know, I hope, we should just schedule right now. I'm coming back in a year. There you go. And and we'll see what happens if I actually do release the album or not. All right. So now that really puts me on the line. I do well under pressure. Okay. All right. I do better under pressure. So that this is helpful. Uh -huh. now, you know, you're you're helping me out here. I appreciate it. So Doug, if you're listening, she wants you to schedule her sometime next year. So <laughs> he's so and he'll do it too. That's what I'm saying. The boy is diligent. Um, and one final question, uh, the, uh, well, yeah, final question here, uh, just out of curiosity, why have you guys not bought the ccmixter.com domain? Because the people who are trying to sell it to us, keep trying to sell it to us for way too much money. And we're really, we're all volunteers. You know, we, I tell them, I'm like, you know, I give them a price. We'll pay, you know, whatever. And it's not very much, you know, it's a hundred bucks basically. Okay. Like that's what we can afford. None of us get paid. Yeah. We make just enough money to cover our costs. You know, we're musicians. We're a community of musicians. Musicians don't make a lot of money. All right. So we're not some big commercial enterprise. You know, I mean, we're, we're paying royalties to our artists for the first time, which is fabulous. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're so excited about that, but that doesn't mean we're like, you know, we're not A&M records yeah. back in the glory days. I, was, I did just have dinner with Jerry Moss. Uh, oh, with who? Which, uh, with Jerry Moss from Anna. It was very oh, interesting. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, I sidetracked. That's okay. So, yeah, um, that's why we haven't. Because. Well, well, and I was curious. I wasn't sure if it was a parked domain, and it sounds like it was, because it, it just looked like the domain was for sale. And I didn't realize. I just thought maybe oh, it was some random. I get an email like every couple of months. Do you want to buy ccmixter.com? And they're like, it's $10,000. We're like, um, that's like how much it takes to run our site for the year. So no. Yeah. That's, that's what it's like for, uh, my name.com, which is tomray.com. It's like super duper expensive because it actually belonged to, uh, Tom Ray, the animator who has been around forever. He made like Scooby-Doo cartoons and, uh, wow. all this kind of stuff. And he, uh, he died maybe, six years ago maybe 10 anyway he died and i was just like oh it's finally for sale and it wasn't but and then weird tangent story here i find and this was uh i don't know in i wasn't using facebook very much back in the day i find in like the old archives of when they first released messenger his wife contacted me and asked me if i wanted the website and she was going to give it to me. And I never replied because I never saw it because I didn't understand what Facebook Messenger was when I first started using it. Right. <laughs> so I missed hey, Facebook it. Messenger. I never I never look at Facebook. I get all same thing. I have had like 
messages in there that are like a year old that mm -hmm. I missed, like a, a radio station that wanted to play that single for the video that was climbing through the snow in. Yeah. Um, and I missed it like it was a year ago. <laughs> hey, we would like to play your song on our radio station. I'm like, um, oops. Yeah. <laughs> The, the best so, is you miss getting your domain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and I like to do, especially with like my Twitter direct messages. I always like to, when I find really old ones, I always like to reply to them like, yeah, that would be great. Let me know, you know, and like a year later and clearly yeah. the time has passed. That's always fun to do too, you know? So there's that. Um, and I don't know. Usually what we do is we have a track to play and I'm, you oh, know yeah, what I'm going to say? want something yeah you know what i'm gonna say let's play the song from the video you just described because you gave us a little story about it already so okay, I'm, cool. I'm gonna say that we're gonna play climb uh All right. by madam you Snow me to send you, i'll send you the good audio not the one on cc mixer do it <laughs> okay, so when do you want me to send it to you right now? Uh, sure. You can send it to me whenever that's fine and when then, do you need it by? uh by sunday so, so for those of you listening to this exciting part of it, this show is released on Sunday, but we record ahead of time because we aren't animals. <laughs> because we might use expletives. Like, can I say one? Oh yeah, you know we we have the expletive on our on our iTunes thing. Oh, so we're not monitored by the FCC. <laughs> well, we probably are, but you know they they're just like oh that little rinky dink thing that they do there nobody cares. <laughs> okay, I have to ask you one question. What do you think about this whole new net net? Net neutrality fiasco. Oh, I th I really hope that they're able to uh, repeal it. I, re I really do. I know that they're fighting for it. I think it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> That's really bad. I, I don't know how Especially to. Especially for uh, people like us. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where you wonder if, if it's already started. Uh, ever since it happened, it's like anytime I see buffering or a site's not loading up, I'll be like, oh, net neutrality. But you never know. Yeah. I like it's a joke now, but it's like you know, that really could be true. Um, but yeah. I, I guess we won't know. Yeah, I know. It's I I think it'll get repealed. I was very surprised that it wasn't. But then when you think about the whole concept of it, um, that it was just for people that work for the FCC in a room, it's just like, oh, yeah, of course, they're going to vote for it. That's silly. Why wouldn't they? Um, but why didn't they up until that point, I guess? Or did they, and then we fought them like we are now? I don't know, because I'm horrible at uh, current events. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, know. it's kind of backwards, really, because so we the, the way it's being portrayed by those who are against net neutrality is, that, well, it's a government regulation. So the government's regulating the Internet. This is how they're sort of... Their, their message against keeping net neutrality is, well, the government has to regulate it, which mm. is not true. You know, that's like a, I think it's a deceiving message to put forth. And that, you know, net neutrality is there. Um, it's not like government has to regulate the internet. The government's not regulating the internet. We're just not allow, you know, the, there are laws in place that don't let AT&T and Verizon and whoever, you know, spectrum they can't don't get to regulate the internet right but you know it's just you know i mean we don't we could have a whole right. discussion about this we yeah. won't so <laughs> and and also <laughs> we're both two people agreeing on it so it's not like we're gonna like go no you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> we're going to be a very boring conversation. Exactly. It's us going to both be talking about, yeah, that would suck <laughs> if it doesn't yeah. get repealed. Um, anyway, so thank you very much for coming on the show in, in short notice. It was great talking to you again. And then uh, this is going to be the song Climb by Madam Snowflake. This has been another Music Manumit podcast at musicmanumit.com.